The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to Career day on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to learn about the skills accumulated and lessons learned from a great SEO throughout the various stops on his career. Joining us for career day is a self-proclaimed mad scientist and music producer turned SEO specialist. Hamilton Kaya is the digital media strategist at FastSpring, which is a trusted e-commerce partner for companies that sell software around the world. Companies use FastSpring's full-service e-commerce solution to sell more, stay lean, and compete big. And prior to working at FastSpring, Hamilton made the transition from multimedia content production and design to SEO stardom. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here is my interview with the man, the myth, the legend, digital media strategist at FastSpring, Hamilton Kaya. Hamilton, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to... Talk to a customer from Search Metrics. Excited also to hear about your path going from some music and multimedia production into SEO. Uh, let's start off at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into this crazy world of search? Well, Ben, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I moved out to LA uh, around 2003. I've always loved video and music. Started doing a lot of video production in Atlanta for Georgia Tech. Great music scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, love me some Outkast. <laughs> and I found myself in the right place at the right time. I had some really good mentors. And in 2003, I was invited to come out here for a project to LA. And that's all she wrote. And I've been here since 2003. So you mentioned you were doing multimedia production in 2003. Music, video. Talk to me about the the type of work you were doing before and 
Where do you think there's overlap between the skills you were developing there and what you're doing today in SEO? Well, it was interesting because uh, when you get into a lot of video production and music production, you always have this organizational cluster that you always try to overcome. And one thing that got me loving search or looking into search were when we were trying to organize all of our media assets, being able to categorize, make sure we had the right metadata so the offline editors and online editors could pull the media fast so they could be efficient. That's, I guess, where my love for search started. And once I then started doing more multimedia and that one of those delivery channels being the web, started to look in how we could incorporate some of those, some of the same search functionality inside of some of these digital asset management tools that we call today. But this was back in 2000 before they really existed. We wanted to find out how people could find that information online. So you started off, you know, creating content assets and you learn a little bit about sort of tokenization, about how to get content to be searchable and sortable. And you had the basic understanding of search. You mentioned that you moved from Atlanta to Los Angeles for a job. What was the job? And, you know, why did you decide to make the big move? Well, in 2002, like I mentioned earlier, I was doing some work for SECME, Southeastern Consortium for Minorities in Engineering. A producer director that I worked with was from LA. His name was Will Harper. He invited me to come out to California to work on a project with him. And I was like, sure, I'll come out to California. What's the project? And he was like, oh, I'm doing a documentary for my friend Lenny. And I was like, Lenny? He's like, yeah, he's a, a rock star. I was like, Lenny Kravitz? And it just so happened. Do you know him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lenny Kravitz is Will Harper's friend. And I was a silent PA for three months out here in LA working on his uh, VH1 Behind the Music documentary. Uh, so you seem like you have a career that's getting centered on music production. You're meeting some big names. When did the search part come in? The search part came in when I actually, when I moved to Santa Barbara right around 2007, and I was working for a design agency, full service agency called IdeaWorks Studios. And our clients were like Hard Rock Hotel, all the hospitality, big casinos on the strip. And we started doing a lot of gamified flash experiences Notoriously not search-friendly. Exactly. Not search-friendly at all. So me doing a lot of motion design, video, audio editing, we would use action script. And then when I would do motion designs at After Effects, we started learning tricks on how we could use cue points, chapter markers to pass code from a rendered FLV file that could be read by Flash. So then we had to toss it over to our web dev because Hard Rock was like, well, how can people find this? Or if it's a gamified experience, how can maybe people jump to a particular part in the game? That's when really the search began for me uh, right around 2007, 2008. So you're working with you know multimedia, you're working with a bunch of Flash content can't be searchable. The client comes to you and says, great, we need to solve this search problem. 
what are you doing to make your, you know, your flash content, your, your multimedia content searchable and, and where did that help you head in your career? Well, what we ended up doing is we ended up using a Shockwave Object 2.0 and we would kind of do these dual sites. One was HTML based and one was flash based. So then during that time, your browser, if it was compatible, would read one or the other. We also obviously learned a little bit of the trick of the trades was PR, where we got a lot of kind of backlinks per se, linking to our gamified experiences, which helped for searchability, but it still never really did the trick. And basically, that went away in 2007 when Steve Jobs made the iPhone. Murdered Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we kind of had to get away from that. I shouldn't say murdered. It was neutered. Yes. It it was definitely neutered. It's still out there, but not nearly as wide as it was back then. And that's kind of where we had to figure out new interactive options. And then it just became... This is before HTML5, obviously. And then it just became more isolated video experiences that we use JavaScript to communicate with, but we weren't doing full-blown Flash gamified experiences anymore. So you have this experience where you're creating music, you're creating video, you're creating multimedia experience, you're getting into gamification. I don't know if I'd call those SEO roles, even if you're you know, forced to sort of learn the dynamics of search. When did you start to feel like you were really an SEO? Start feeling really like an SEO when a friend of mine in 2010, whose name is Nathan Arapez, he, he and I were passionate Muay Thai lovers. And he created a site called Muay Thai Authority. And he knew my design background. So I would come up with like some wireframes. And he had connections with different promotions around the globe. And he's like, man, I just want to, I want to be known as the site that people go to for Muay Thai news. So this was right around the time also that WordPress was becoming a bona fide CMS, not nearly like it is today, but we started using WordPress before as a blogging platform. And then right around then is when they started really making moves as a CMS. So it opened up a whole new window for me. And we got to really, I would say everything, a lot of tactics back then were black hat. Um, But uh, that's when I could say that I really started becoming an SEO, or at least I thought I was. So it seems like this was a, a passion project that you're working on to create a site around Muay Thai. And for anyone who doesn't understand Muay Thai is not a plate of food. It's a type of martial art. Did I get that right? It's a, it's a martial arts and it's coined as the sport of kings and the science of eight limbs. Okay. So you're focused on, uh, you know, building the Muay Thai site and you want it to be searchable. And so you start studying SEO. This isn't a career venture. What were you doing at that time to support yourself while you're developing this asset and did it lead you into an SEO-specific job or did you continue to go down the digital media content production and design route? Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, it was a passion. So I was still working at IdeaWork Studios at the time. And this was kind of just a weekend side project. When I would go down to LA and train, I would meet up. So it wasn't anything full-time. 
but, and that I can still continue. I didn't really enter into like SEO in a role until fast spring, but I was always doing SEO on the side because I was just fascinated by moving things up in rankings and with the release of webmaster tools and Google Analytics. I mean, it just became so much that I just found myself staying up at night with lots of coffee, going to bed at three, waking up at seven in the morning because it was just something that I gravitated to. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So you're a self-taught SEO who does content media production on the side, and you mentioned that you had a couple different roles. How do you think understanding the content production process and some of the other creative works you did helped you become a better SEO? It's interesting because... If I were to take a slice out from my visual effects motion design, you know, in visual effects, like after effects, you have layers. But if you're doing visual effects, say, in some type of nuke or smoke platform, they're node-based. And with nodes, you have semantic relationships for effects. In a weird way, as the SEO tools got more sophisticated, I naturally was able to figure certain things out because of my creative background. Being able to see the big picture was a huge thing working in the entertainment industry or at a marketing agency or a creative agency because clients would come to us that they didn't have a vision and we had to help craft and morph and present that vision to them. And SEO, I feel, is kind of the same way. A lot of people don't really understand it. They just think it's keyword stuffing or, or words, they don't realize that there's so many different aspects of SEO that really that SEO really encompasses. And I think that's how I that's how I became and started becoming recognized in SEO and how I got my job with Fastbring is because since we are a digital commerce, full service e-commerce platform, we're a small company, we're scrappy and they needed somebody that knew media because we, you know, all we do is digital, digital downloads, digital content, software as a service. So I was able to use my media 
production background juxtaposed with my SEO search capabilities, and then that's why I'm here. So you mentioned that you, your your first true SEO role, even though you learned SEO on the side and were practicing it through some of the the works you were doing outside of your day job, right? In in your your hobby life. Correct. And now you've sort of connected the dots too. Why did you decide to move outside of the creative production roles into one that was more digital marketing and specifically organic growth focused? What drove you to the job at FastSpring? What drove me to the job at FastSpring was throughout my career, I've always loved the creative process. I love working with people. And I didn't really find out until later that how much I loved data. That's what I went to school for. That's what I have my degree in, electronic engineering and telecommunications. And, And once I really started to be able to see the similarities between my creative media production background and SEO, I completely fell in love with it. You know, as Google started delivering rich features, SERP features, my video production, adding, you know, your closed captions, embedding using JSON video into a web page and then seeing how those rankings would move up and then being able to create video carousels. It was just, it was like a, I was like in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I was just like, I could do no wrong. It was just playing and tasting, playing and tasting. Uh, I like the Willy Wonka metaphor. Playing and tasting constantly seems like a good way to be a very big Oompa Loompa. <laughs> So at FastSpring, it's your first time being an in-house SEO. You still got lots of experience. Talk to me about what you've learned moving from digital media, focusing more on driving rankings. Uh, it's it's a continuous uphill battle. Um, the competitive space. I started FastSpring in 2016. When I started, there wasn't nearly as many competitors in the space, and everything back then were you know. We've heard of the PayPal's and the Stripes and so forth. Well, FastSpring was just a dedicated full-service e-commerce platform because we're a merchant of record. And now there's so many, everybody's breaking apart. So we're a monolith, right? We have five different features under one platform where other, like PayPal's known for their payments. They just do payments. And then you could get these microservices or third parties and put in. So it became... I started realizing like how much impact I could have by doing competitive research, also working with some outside SEO agencies to help do some technical audits. And then it became like a chef in the kitchen. It became, you know, for our payments area, this is how we're going to combat this. We're going to create these three webinars. We're going to create these three product videos. We're going to go after these third-party payment blogging sites to conquest some write-ups about these certain features. And then we were able to mix and match. And then that's where the multimedia came in, how I juxtapose those. Because in multimedia development, you're getting all different types of assets, whether it's audio, video, images, 3D objects, all this type of stuff. And you're putting them into one, just one output. And that's the same thing like with SEO. And with FastSpring, we've seen huge leaps and bounds when combining 
all these different elements and assets. And I really fell in love with the process. So I don't feel like I still feel that I'm a multimedia artist and I'm just layering SEO on top of it. Here's the thing that sticks out to me about your story is that you have a creative background. You spent most of your career focusing on creative content development, but built the technical understanding, right? And have the ability to understand very complex problems. Uh, You know, creating video is not a simple solution, right? And, And making you know, interesting different formats, uh, web pages on audio and making things truly multimedia and dynamic is very technically complex. And so you've taken that understanding of how to use complex technologies and the vision of what you want to have the end product put together and look like. And you've been able to move that from actual content production to SEO strategies. As you think about your career and what you're building and you have this knowledge of how to build a you know underst- how to understand technology and how to apply it to get to an end goal how do you think about the future of your career do you see yourself continuing to be focused on seo do you have broader aspirations what is the creative do that gets into seo next once they've found their in-house seo role the next step for me career wise is really learning more the sales process and marketing aspects of SEO and how it plays a, a role in generating more revenue for FastBrain. Um, for example, trying to quantify our ROI because it's so hard with SEO and this is where I currently am. And that is being able to... Because about 60 to 70% of our inbound lead are, is from our SEO strategy. So it's being able to quantify that now throughout our, our sales process, whether it's top of funnel to bottom of the funnel. That's where now there's that another layer that I want to tackle is like, how are people engaging? And this is where the interactive development comes in. How are people engaging with the content between the top and the bottom of the funnel? What can we do to rapidly change that? But have efficiencies in there. So we're not just producing a crap ton of of content and throwing mud at the wall to see what sticks, but actually having more strategy behind it. So it's really next for me is really figuring out those behavior flows and the engagement of the content, whether it's, you know, a paid LP coming now, then returning from an organic search and then being put into a nurture drip campaign and interacting with videos or soapbox video and then doing a question or a query on a SERP and then coming back in. So that's the next level for me because I'm not there yet. So what I'm hearing is that you still feel like you have a lot of meat on the bone to not only continue to develop as an SEO, but also learn about how SEO is an important piece in a greater marketing and sales funnel. As you think about, you know, working at Fastspring and continuing to develop your skills and your career, do you have an end milestone? Is there a direction that you're trying to head? It seems like you've always had a good vision of what you wanted to be in terms or what you wanted to create in terms of content or in terms of a strategy. What's the end goal in your career look like? 
the end goal of my career, uh, to be honest, I really haven't thought about the actual end goal because it's always changing. And especially now, but I would say if I were to take a grasp at it now, it would be more a, um, a director of digital strategy. If I were to try to say, because it's very broad, I don't want to leave my creative foundation behind. But I also know that natural search is the future, whether you're talking about voice, you know, search with inside of games, VR, <laughs> augmented reality, all that stuff is going to have some type of natural search functionality. So it's hard for me to say exactly where my career's going now, but I just know that I'm in an exciting space and I've worked for an amazing company. Truly a creative mind. Hamilton, I appreciate you walking us through your career and talking to us about the transition from working on creative content development into SEO and what the future looks like. Thanks for being our guest on the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you, Ben. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Hamilton Kaya, digital media strategist at FastSpring. If you'd like to learn more about Hamilton, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His Twitter handle is Hamilton Kaya, H-A-M-I-L-T-O-N-K-I-A-H. Or you can visit his company's website, which is fastspring.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions, if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast, or if you're interested in being a guest on the Voices of Search podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes, or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.